welcome to yet another episode of A German and a Catholic Go to a Movie. It's been a long time between gigs because it's, I believe it's been a year, hasn't it, Gregor? Yeah, over a year, actually. You know, I'm a procrastinator. I did say procrastinator. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no, no, I'm not really a procrastinator, but you know, time gets away. And before you know it, you're in lockdown again here in Australia. But just as a quick recap, Gregor was the German guy who came to live with me when he needed a place and some people were moving out of my place. So he's been in here for over a year now and, and the two of us have had a recent addition and it's not a baby. What is it, Gregor? <laughs> it's uh, Una Española. It's uh, a Spanish girl we uh, found on the street, but uh, she's actually... <laughs> Very nice. And uh, you yeah. found her on a website, not the street. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Apps, Jared. Apps. Apps. Oh. Yeah, so, <laughs> but be, besides, besides that, it feels like nothing has changed. Although over a year past, we're still here and still in lockdown. I know, it's so depressing being in lockdown. But, but hey, sheer boredom has, has motivated the podcaster in me. And here we are. We're back. Yay. Yay. <laughs> So the movie that we've both watched together was The Empty Man from 2018. It's a really hard movie to review because we try to keep things as spoiler-free as possible. So I'll get Gregor to give you a brief synopsis and then we'll have a bit of a discussion. So the movie starts in the Himalaya with a trekking crew in the year 1995. And this crew um, finds an occult curse, so to say. And from there on, shit goes quite crazy. And you kind of think, wow, you're like in a like in a Cabin in the Woods movie in the Himalaya. Without uh, spoiling too much, 20 minutes after the intro, whoop, we're in the year 2018. And we are starting the movie basically a second time with a completely different people. We're focused on a main guy. His name is uh, James. For now, let's just say he, he comes into contact with that cult and the rest of the movie is basically about him crappling, struggling with a curse, with a cult and uh, finding out more and more about that. Now, the reason it's called The Hollow Man, it's kind of built around... Empty Man, Gerardo. Empty, oh, empty Man, Hollow Man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? Um, it's not an original title. <laughs> I did actually see the original Hollow Man, and I quite liked it actually. But that's another story. Verhoeven's Paul Verhoeven, right? Yeah, and it's really it's really quite violent in parts. But yeah, yeah. I was a bit surprised how violent it was even at the time. Uh, but anyway, we're not talking about that movie at the moment. The Empty Man is part of a, like an urban legend which owes a lot to things like Bloody Mary and Candyman. Basically, if you're walking across a bridge and you find a bottle, you hold it up to your mouth and blow in it. You know, making that sound and that summons the empty man empty man first night, first night you see him second night you hear him. no first night you hear him second night you see him uh, third night you will feel him oh, and okay. not in a sensual way <laughs> well <laughs> yes um so and of course you know some teenagers are walking across a bridge at night and you can pretty much guess the rest but that's only part of the story because the story basically splits into a different sort of story yet again. But I know just I personally wouldn't pick up a bottle and put it to my mouth if I found a bottle on a bridge because, well, where I come from, someone's most likely pissed in it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Corona, but that's, that's even better. Well, the Corona, you know, that too. You know, no one was wearing masks in this movie. So for me, this movie was, wasn't so great. I, felt, I even fell asleep for 10 minutes in it, to be honest. And I think I missed out a few key bits. But it seems to be a lot of ideas compressed into a small movie. And the bit at the beginning where it's all in the Himalayas, 
I felt that could actually stand on its own as a short film. I thought it was quite haunting. I think this is one of the few movies I've seen where I've thought, this should actually be a short television series. Jared, you say that about everything. And also the comment with... <laughs> It would be better as a TV show. He's living show. in my house, I just want to say, folks. He's just living in my house. And every second movie would be better as a TV show, in Jared's opinion. It's true, it's true. And maybe that's got something to do with my attention span. I thought there were so many ideas going. And it's very cinematic. Like, it's actually director. Who's the director again? Uh, the director's David Pryor. And he's basically, to my knowledge, not really done any big movies who knows maybe some short movies but let's just say the guy is basically a novice in the um yeah in a long movie uh, directing and he starts uh, he starts it out as Jared says with a movie that is a bit in a negative way but I find also in a positive way a bit all over the place what did you think about Jared that it's like it's hard to crabble the movie is it like what kind of movie it even is I would say yes and you get a lot of ideas introduced towards the end particularly towards the end the, the ideas just are compounded and they obviously felt that it was getting a bit confusing because there is a point where one of the main characters a missing girl called Amanda basically explains what's going on to James so and I really needed that because I wasn't altogether sure what was going on uh, the other thing too is I felt the empty man only drives people to kill themselves but then it's a cult movie but what kind of cult are you gonna have if everybody kills themselves it doesn't make a lot of sense but it is very atmospheric beautifully filmed there's some lovely set pieces in it And it's very well acted. The acting's almost too good for the film. It's, it's very earnest and it's almost like it's an Oscar film. Yeah, the main actor, uh, James Batchdale, I've actually seen him in quite some movies and I... Everyone's seen that guy in something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's played, uh, for example, I remember The Departed, but he also was in uh, Iron Man 3 and a couple of other big Hollywood movies. You see quite some familiar faces. And overall, the, the movie, as Jared said, is, is very beautiful shot it uh, it feels sometimes um so the director um i should add he worked for fincher and uh, you can see that the movers movie Who's is fincher? quite what's fincher sorry david fincher oh okay uh, okay sorry, Who's he? La- Who's he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry i'm getting a bit movie nerdy no, no, they're, here. they're obviously close <laughs> friends of yours but to plebs like me <laughs> yeah i call him dave so dave uh, fincher he's uh, a good buddy of mine and he's directed um huge movies like fight club uh, seven uh, social network and uh, a gone girl uh, one of my favorites of his and um you can see that the movie looks very clean very yeah fincher-esque in his in his pictures and sometimes personally that took me almost a bit out of the movie because it doesn't really seem like a like a um, gritty horror movie at times but that's just my personal opinion i don't know how you how you felt about that jared i just felt there was no sense of actual horror you do see glimpses of the empty man himself who looks like a homeless person that lives under a bridge sort of a tall guy with wearing a lot of raggedy clothes and you don't really see his face in any great detail Just looks like a homeless person running at you. I thought he was going to ask them, did they have any money? Or would they buy him a burger? <laughs> But if that didn't happen. They, they killed themselves instead. Or maybe he did before they killed themselves. Maybe he smelled so bad. <laughs> I, yeah, they went away. They killed I, themselves. Away. I have to agree. It's definitely that kind of monster, which uh, is quite scary as long as you don't really fully see him, which is, to be no, fair, most part of the I, movie. I just think, you know, the days of the hidden terror that you don't actually see are over. I want to see some hideously deformed monster going for it. I don't want to see some shadowy figure in the background or something like that. I want to see, you know, that the production has spent a good amount of money and thought coming up with something hideous. 
we had this discussion. Apparently, this has become a cult film. I cannot. I think it's too boring to be <laughs> yeah. a cult film. Maybe, uh, maybe I should add a little bit to the um, more to the background story of the movie. So, um, a reason why the movie is looking so good is that um, the director, for some reason, um, got a shitload of money to make the movie. I think for a horror movie, it's, it has a massive budget somewhere around 40 million but not enough to give a face to the monster <laughs> they probably spent half of it in the mountain scene in the beginning which is i have to agree with jared uh, which i really don't like too but it is by far the best scene of the movie and at one point you'd just wish it would stay in that setting and just uh, be a uh, cabin in the in the mountains movie so to say there were a lot of twists and turns that didn't make sense and a I also felt there was a lot of, just a lot of plot holes. It's a horror movie, so there's going to be plot holes all over the place. But I just felt there was very strong lapses in logic. Did you get that vibe? Yes, I had that vibe too. Although I have to add, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, if you think about the ending, uh, without spoiling anything, some of that plot holes might make actually sense in the end or are not that important after all. But yeah, during the movie, there's... Just to, to name an example, so there are these uh, teenagers dying and uh, the police knows that the so-called empty man has something to do with it. And then there's just a cold in the next city, like it's a very obvious um, a hit on Scientology, although uh, Tom Cruise actually is not, uh, unfortunately not starring in the movie, but this uh, cult is... Uh, all not, not in front of the camera anyway. Yeah, who knows, who knows. Um, it's called the Port Effects Institute. I just had a look at that. The Port of, It's called the Port Effects Institute. I just had a look at that. And they talk about the Empty Man, uh, basically right in the intro session. And you would think, wait, there are a lot of people dying and uh, they're mentioning the Empty Man. Maybe the police would look into that, but... Hmm. But back to the production, he got a lot of money to shoot this movie. And um, then um, studio 20th Century Fox was being sold to Disney. And I don't know all the details, but basically this movie got kind of sidelined and got a super small theater star. There was like no marketing or only bad marketing and it flopped massively. Now this movie is kind of being rediscovered and there's talk of a cool movie. Um, yeah. Apple picked it up now on this platform. You can watch it on, uh, on YouTube, on uh, Google, by the way. Yeah, I. Um, you can you can buy it on YouTube. You can oh, you buy, can it, buy on it. it. Yeah, Jared. Now there's this. Does anyone pay for movies these days? <laughs> uh, I always do. I just like to say. Um, Jared is using my Netflix, by the way, for the record. <laughs> but I have Apple TV, and I'm just hoping that someday I'll find something worth watching on it. But oh God, yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> but uh, what do you feel about? Is it going to be a cult movie in the future? It Jared? absolutely will not be a cult movie because it's far too boring. There's nothing frightening. No one's smoking hot. Tough like it crowd, just tough crowd. It just, I can see why people would think, oh, it's going to get a cult following and it's going to become something. But I personally cannot see it simply because it's not interesting enough. If, it were, if I could see the first part of it becoming a cult short film, I could see that. Yeah. But I just felt the overall film, it just doesn't have cult film written all over it. If you look at most sort of cult horror films, they normally the cult is normally built around the central menace, which is like, say, Candyman's coming back because, you know, the Candyman with his hook arm. And there's obviously the obvious ones are Jason and Freddy. Yeah. There's very few horror movies that are the actual movie itself is the cult. It's usually the monster becomes the cult figure and people latch onto that. 
Yeah, there's a new Michael Myers is coming back. Believe that, but it's like he must be on the pension by now. He is an old guy, actually. You you saw a part of his face in the last one. Yeah, but you know, like obviously he's not being riddled with arthritis and dementia because he's you know. But anyway, we'll we'll watch that. Good doctor, maybe. Maybe good doctor. (laughs) Yeah, that could be our next film for next year. Ooh. I just felt there wasn't a strong enough central character for this to develop into a cult film. It didn't seem to have any future stars in it too. Like often people might want to look back at it and go, "Hey, that was a young Jamie Lee Curtis," or. You know, hey, the director was John Carpenter and that wasn't one of his first films. I just don't think it's that sort of film. And the boring fact. I just think people now, their attention spans are so low. Sorry, this is a a Gen X whinge. Jared knows about the Gen X. And I know about whinging too. So um, (laughs) I just felt it's it's too boring for most people to latch on to, for it to be passed down through generations. Well, you literally fell asleep. That's true. I know. And I am Gen X. <laughs> so imagine like a millennial or a, what is it? A Z? Gen Z, yeah. Gen Z. What they would do. Although may, <laughs> maybe the fact I fell asleep in it is because I am Gen X. Um, tough crowd, Chera, tough crowd. So how, tough how, crowd. Much, how much Sterner would you give Okay, Sterner, which means stars for those who aren't in, aren't in our European shores. Two and a half. Because it looks good and it is entertaining and everyone's put a lot of effort into it. Right, Two and a half out of five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're out of five. Just He's forgotten our star rating. Or... That's how long we've been gone. <laughs> and what would you give it, Gregor? It's, it's a bit a question of personal taste. I can understand um, Jared's critique and uh, maybe we should add we, our uh, Spanish uh, flatmate was watching the movie as well and uh, had probably the same opinion as Jared. She was uh, like uh, literally, what, dead seat? That's the movie. Um, <laughs> in that voice, in that voice. Exactly, one-on-one. Personally, I think it's an it's overall still an interesting movie. It tackles a, a lot of interesting concepts. And the ending, I like when the ending is not very obvious and makes you think a little bit in the two days since we've seen that movie. I would give it a, a 3 von 5 Sterne rating, 3 out of 5 stars. Um, definitely give it a watch and make your own opinion. I, I think it's a movie that most people will either like, like Jared for, for the most part, or some people might uh, yeah, really like a lot. So give it a try if you're into that kind of movie. And Don't blow into a bottle on a bridge. <laughs> That's the moral of the story, folks, and not just because of COVID or someone pissing in it. Well, I'm afraid we're going to have to go now because I'm the empty stomach man who wants some dinner. So I guess the only rumbling and unearthly sounds you'll be hearing will be my stomach if I don't eat. So thanks very much. I would watch it. Thank you, guys. (laughs)